Hi, welcome to another episode of When the Scriptures Come Real. Get a podcast where we learn, study, and grow, and try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we serve our Lord. Today's topic of what we're going to talk about today is controlling what you can control. Controlling what you can control. Before we get into that, if you want to listen to more, you can follow the spot the the podcast on Spotify, on iTunes, on YouTube. You can subscribe to all those, and uh, we're also on Pinterest, on LinkedIn. And we're on all these accounts so you can find the podcast, and we hope that you'll uh, subscribe and listen to more there. All right, so let's get into what we're talking about. Today we're talking about controlling what you can control. And I think in order to understand what we can control, we have to understand what we can't control. All right, and so here's a list of three things that I listed and that I found that we can't control. Number one, you can't control what people think. Then number two, you can't control situations. And then number three, you cannot control hearts. All right, so let's look at those three. Let's look at the first one. You cannot control what people think. Now, does that mean we shouldn't be concerned with our reputation? That's not. Yes, we should be concerned, right? We should be concerned with our reputation because it takes a long time to build up, but seconds to tear, right? So we should be concerned with our reputation, but you shouldn't necessarily be concerned about what people think because then at at the same time, you start to become a people pleaser because you're just so concerned with what people think about you, all right? And so let's break this down. People will always have an opinion, and that's fine. You know, whether they think you failed, that's fine. That's their opinion. Whether they think you succeeded, that's fine. That's their opinion, right? And so in this life, you are going to, you're going to fail, and you're going to succeed in a lot of things. You're going to fail and succeed in business. You're going to fail and succeed in school. You're going to fail and succeed in relationships. You're going to fail and succeed in sports. We can we can keep going, right? But either way, in all that stuff we just listed, whether you win or whether you fail, guess what? Somebody's got something to say. Whether you did it winning, you know, whether you did it winningly or whether you failed. Someone's always got something to say. And so, we got to understand that people will always have an opinion about what you've done. But here's the key. The key is whether you win or whether you fail, it doesn't depend on what people think about you either way. Here's what it depends on. It depends on you. You as a person, you must be 100% satisfied that you gave 100% to a failing effort or to a winning effort because people are always going to say something right and so you know you think about uh business or you think about sports or you think about a relationship you do things the right way people are going to say well you're great you do things the wrong way or you fail at it then people are going to say well you could have did better at this well i did it this way and you should have did it that way People have always got something to say, and that's okay. That is okay because they're entitled to their opinion. But either way, you know, I could be satisfied 
100% in a winning effort, but I can also be satisfied 100% in a failing effort. You know, here's the thing that's that's so tough for guys, and this was tough for me as I was studying this. One thing, actually not one, but two things that guys have that I, I don't know what it is. It's just natural to us. Two things that we have that need to be stroked all the time is our pride and our ego. And when we fail, our pride and our ego takes a big shot. Whether I failed in business, whether I failed in a sports game, whether I failed in a relationship, no matter what it is, no matter what I failed in, my ego and my pride will always take a shot because guess what I failed and that's so hard for a lot of guys some girls too but us specifically it it just it does something to us to fail because we feel like a failure we feel like we weren't enough we feel like we weren't strong enough we feel like we weren't smart enough or or whatever enough right and this is what happens when we fail And then when people start throwing their opinions at us of why we failed, then we crumble and we crumble and we crumble. But did you know that I could be 100% satisfied that even if I failed at business, sports, relationships, even if I failed, I can be 100% satisfied. I gave everything that I had to this and I still failed. You see, it, it it doesn't matter what other people think. It matters that you know you gave everything that you had. And so think about this. I saw an image the other day. It was a glacier. And on top of the glacier, it said success. But at the bottom of the glacier, it said tears, said long nights, said loneliness, said, uh, you know, prayers, said pain. It said all that stuff that people don't see, but all they see is what? They just see your success or on the flip side, they just see what they just see your failure. And so people will always have an opinion about you, but you can be satisfied that you gave 100% and still failed. You know, a lot of times we become so, we become so worried about what people think in a winning or a failing effort. And then when we worry then we we become so concerned about what people think about us. Now let's look at this example. Before we get there, I want to I want to say this as well. We're going to look at at some scriptures here. You know, there's not going to be a specific verse that says thou shalt not this or or whatever, but we're going to look at some principles that we can gain from the scripture in order to help us understand this topic what we're talking about, okay? And so think about this example. If you always worry about what people think and you're always anxious and you get anxiety and you get uh you know you worry and and you think about all these things how is that helping you can you control that can i control what people think think about this example if i'm a farmer and right now it's like 80 degrees outside and let's say tomorrow i want it to rain if i cry about it all day Does it mean it's going to rain tomorrow? No. What if I worry about it all day? 
does it mean it's going to rain tomorrow? No. Well, why am I worrying about something that I can't control? Can I control the rain? No. So why am I spending all of my effort into something that I can't control? You see what I'm saying? And so why do we spend so much effort in pleasing people? And guess what I can't do? I can't control what what he thinks. I can't control what she thinks. So why am I worrying about what they think? Because guess what? I can't control it. See, so many times we, we want to control everything, right? We want to we want to have some type of plan. We can't do it sometimes. And so, number one, you, you can't control what people think. But what can we control? You can control yourself. Look at Proverbs 25. Proverbs chapter 25 and, and look at verse number 28. And again, we're going to look at some principles that we can get of what we can't control. Notice this. He that hath no rule over his own spirit, he's like a city that is broken down and without walls. So guess what I can control? I can't control his spirit. I can't control her spirit. Guess whose spirit I can control? I can control mine. Look at this. Look at a couple chapters uh, before. Look at Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs 16 verse number 32 and again it, it gives us the same principle here he that is slow to anger is better than the mighty and notice he that ruleth his own spirit is better than the mighty and he's better than he that takes a city so guess what i can control i can control my own spirit see i can't control what other people think so let me ask you this question. Why are you sitting here today worrying about what someone else thinks about you? Why are you doing it? You can't control it. So why are you worrying about what they think? And here's here's what happens. So many times we end up working for them. Well, what do you mean? Remember, we're talking about ruling your own spirit. If you're so worried about pleasing somebody or if you're so worried about what someone else thinks about you, guess what you do? This is not anybody else's fault. This is yours and this is mine. We give them our strength because we end up worrying about what they think. And so if someone has so much control over your mind, if someone has so much control over your thoughts, and in some cases, cases if if somebody has so much control over your actions you don't even rule your own self they rule you you see why the proverbs writer saying you must learn to rule your own spirit because someone else can take your strength don't let someone else do that right and so you can't control what people think then number two you cannot control situations you know there's going to be some times in your life where you're going to be in some very tough situations and there's not going to be much you can do but what what do you do when you can't control it how do you how do you keep going when you can't control the situation this is where faith comes in for us think about job 
could he control his situation? If you really boil it down, what could Job really control? You know the only thing he could control was his faith? I lost everything. I lost my family, my money, uh, my riches. I, I lost it all. My health, my friends. He lost everything. But one thing that Satan cannot break, you know, you can break. Here's the thing Satan can do. Satan can break me in a lot of ways. Satan, you could take away my finances. Satan, you can take away my friends. Satan, you could take away uh, my health. You could take away my family. You could take away my spouse, whoever is close to me. But one thing you can't take is you can't take my faith. You can test it, but you can't take it. You see what I'm saying? And so that's why Job always talked about he kept his integrity before God. Because he knew he can't control anything else. All he could control was his faith. And guess what got him through that? His faith. You know what's going to help you get through what you're going through today? Your faith. It's going to help you. But you got to be able to use it, right? Then number three, the third thing we cannot control. We cannot control someone else's heart. Well, what does that mean? Think about Moses, right? In the book of Exodus. Remember Exodus, what what kind of heart did Pharaoh have? The Bible says that Pharaoh had a hard heart. And so think about all the effort that not just Moses, but God did in order to soften Pharaoh's heart. He sent 10 plagues. And after each one, what did Pharaoh say? Not letting him go. I send frogs. Not going to let him go. I send locusts. Not going to let him go. I kill all the cattle. Not going to let them go. The river turns into blood. Not going to let them go. Darkness. Not going to let them go. Over and over and over. His heart was so hard. That no matter all the effort. That God himself. And Moses gave to this hard hearted person. Guess what? I'm No. I'm not going to let them go. You know sometimes we give so much effort. To change somebody. We give so much effort into softening someone else's heart. But guess what you can never do? You can preach the message. You can give them the message. But you can't control how their heart accepts the message. You can't do that. And here's uh, a great example. And Christ himself, perfection himself, preached the perfect message and guess what people did to him they killed him and so what makes you think that you can control someone else's heart you know we can't we cannot control other people's hearts you know a a thing that I've learned from uh, from other preachers in the ministry thing I've learned from older preachers and from just a lot of wisdom that I've gained over the past couple years. You know, you could give 
you know, you could jump over the moon for some people. Still not enough. And so that's why we talked about before. You can't control other people. You can control how you view things. You can control uh, how you, uh, you know, you could be satisfied with the effort you gave in a, in a winning effort or in a failing effort. You can be satisfied. You can be satisfied and you can control your attitude and your heart in situations. And then you also, you control your own heart. Notice this in Proverbs chapter four. Again, remember, we're talking about some principles we can gain here. And Proverbs chapter four, verse number 23. And remember, in the scriptures, we talked about this before. Remember, heart is always synonymous with mind in the scripture. You know, it's never talking about the beating one. It talks about this one. And so notice Proverbs 4.23. Since I can't control anybody else's heart, I can I control what I can control. And that's mine. Proverbs 4.23. Keep. Notice how specific the Proverbs writer gets. Keep someone else's heart. No. It says keep thy heart keep yours with all diligence does it say keep someone else's heart with all diligence i want you to be diligent and and getting his heart i want you to be diligent in getting her heart it's not my job keep thy heart with all diligence why for out of it come the issues of life so, when things don't go my way, when I can control people's negative thoughts about me, guess what I can control? I can keep my heart with all diligence. I can't control a certain situation in life, but guess what I can control? I can control my heart because out of it come the situations of life. You see what I'm saying? Keep your heart with all diligence. Notice this. Go to Proverbs chapter 7. Proverbs 7. A couple chapters uh, ahead of, of chapter 4. Notice what he says here. Uh, start in verse number, uh, number 1 actually. My son, keep my words. Lay up my commandments with thee. Keep my commandments and live. And my law as the apple of thine eye. Bind them upon thy fingers. And write them where? Upon the tables of your what? Of your heart. Right? And so remember, there's plenty of scriptures that talk about this. Keeping your heart with all your diligence. Love the Lord thy God with all of your heart. I can't make someone love God with all his heart or all her heart. But I can love God with all of mine. Do you understand where we're coming from now? In this podcast, we're saying stop giving your power to other people. Stop giving your power to their opinions. Stop giving your power to their thoughts. That's great. They can have their opinion because they're entitled to it. That's great. If you think positively about Jordan, that's great. That's your opinion. If you think negatively, if you have something negative to say about me or about things I've done. That's great. That's your opinion. But I'm not going to let your positive opinion 
and I'm not going to let your negative opinion control me. Not anymore. That's one thing that used to just, it used to eat me up of, of how people thought about me. Not reputation, but I'm talking about, man, what does he think? What do they think? What, is, what does he think? Like, I, I was so like, because I wanted everybody to be in one group and I wanted everybody to uh, to always say positive things about me. I've all, I always wanted that. But, you know, one thing that I had to realize, <laughs> I had to realize, uh, number one, I can't please everybody. And I had to realize that I'm not, I'm not Superman. You know what I'm saying? I, I realize I'm just, I'm not. But here's, let me give you this, uh, this tip. And this was very hard uh, for me to realize over the past couple of years. Sometimes we don't want to see ourselves as failures. Um, sometimes we don't want to fail because we don't want to admit. Um, number one, we don't want to admit that we failed. And then number two, we don't want to admit that something or someone is better than us. And that's very hard for guys. Because again, like we talked about, it's our pride and ego. And so, like here's this example. If I'm a, a if I'm a point guard, if I'm a businessman, if I'm in a relationship, if there's a better point guard than me, it's hard for other people to realize, man, he's better than me. If this guy's a better businessman than me, if he makes more sales than me, it's hard to, for people to say, man, that guy's better. It's hard to admit that in a relationship, well, this guy, he's a better fit for her than I am. He's better. You see what I'm saying? It's hard to admit that someone is better than you. You know what it takes to admit that someone's better than you or someone's a better fit than you? It it takes a giant slice of humble pie and ice cream to swallow that down and to say, he's better. He's better. And it takes a lot to take that and to be satisfied with He's better. Man, he's a better fit for that situation. He's a better fit for that. He's a better fit for you see what I'm saying? It's very tough to 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 take that away. But here's here's a a, a great thing that I've learned. Someone I, I was listening to a, a motivational thing or something, and he said uh he basically said, you know, how do I how do I become a better man? And the guy that the older gentleman he was talking to said, you need to get rid of two things in your life. Because as guys, we love to be validated by things, right? And sometimes women do as well. So you guys are in this too. But specifically guys, we like to be validated by things. So I like to be validated because I got a nice car. I like to be validated because I'm I'm strong. I like to be validated because... You know, I've got this job or I look this way or I've got this type of girl next to me. I want to be validated because I want to show other people that ego and that pride. But that older gentleman told the young man, he says, if you get rid of your ego and if you get rid of your pride, you automatically become a better man. And so it's not like you're conceding. 
it's not like you're giving up, but it's just the it's it's the humble it's the humble realization and it's the um the removal of ego and pride saying that putting myself out of this situation and allowing someone else to take it is better for that business. Taking myself out of this situation is better for this girl. Taking myself out of this situation is better for the team. When you start to think that way and when you start to think of what's better for the organization, what's better for the business, what's better for the church, what's better for this girl rather than what's better for my ego. Once you start to realize that, then all these things won't affect you that we're talking about today. And so what are we talking about again? We're talking about controlling what you can control. We can control our heart. We can control our outlook and our perspective. And we can also control what we think. And I hope that this lesson has helped you. And I hope that for real, like I hope you really sit back. And after you've listened to this, look at these scriptures again we talked about. And I hope you really sit back. And if you got to, hey, listen, if you got to sit in that diner like I had to. And if you had to eat a couple slices of that humble pie, go on and eat it. You might need some ice cream with it, but. Go, go go on and eat it, right? It'll help you in the long run. And I hope that this has helped you and this will challenge you to learn to control what you can control. Thanks, guys.